Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that's coming to you, go hit that subscribe button here on the YouTube channel. Go hit the notification bell button to get all my notifications on when the videos are coming out. Uh, go give me a like and comment on all the videos. It means a whole lot. If you're not looking at this on YouTube and you're hearing this on a podcast, man, go give me a like, a comment, a review, five-star comment, the whole nine. It means the world, man. But like we've been talking about for the past couple of days, folks, these last three or four days have been a whirlwind for the SEC, for the Big 12. Texas and OU are joining the SEC. Uh, we all know that as of now. You know, I actually spoke about this last, what, two days ago. However, we're saying that a, that a full announcement should be coming up here probably on Monday. So by the time you're watching this, the announcement should be, you know, out. Uh, but I just got one quick question, and I put this on Twitter, right, folks? So. You know, we all know the A&M left around 10 years ago from the Big 12 to go to the SEC. And it changed the whole landscape when it came to recruiting for the state of Texas. The SEC was able to poach some of our best talent because now kids can say, hey, I can still play in the SEC. I can go to Texas A&M or I can go to Alabama or I can go to LSU because that's where the best talent is. It's, it's in the SEC and it just opened up the doors for the SEC to invade the state of Texas. So we all know Texas A&M, they leave, leaves Texas and OU to pretty much, you know, hold the conference up. OU has been doing it on the field. Texas has been doing it by, by money and, uh, you know, just by sheer dominance of being a actual blue blood program. The, the on-the-field product has been the best over the last decade. However, Texas has held up their, their end of the stick when it comes to being a profitable team here in college football. But Texas A&M leaving uh, leaves, like I tell you guys, OU and Texas only, only in the Big 12. Now, Texas A&M and Texas have not played their rivalry game on Thanksgiving Day since they left. We all know that it's one of the rivalry games that everybody wants to see. It hasn't been played in over a decade, and it's sad to see that that game has never been played since they left the conference. My question to you guys here on YouTube is, if Texas A&M and Texas were to still play the Texas, uh, you know, their, their game, you know, basically who's the best in Texas, regardless of conference, if Texas was to still stay in the Big 12 and Texas A&M were to still stay in the SEC, would the move to the SEC for Texas and Oklahoma be a lot harder, i.e., would they need to even go to the SEC? Would that, would that move for Texas, would them actually talking to the SEC to go there, would it be an actual problem? And so I, I pose this question just for the simple fact that if Texas and Texas A&M are on equal footing and are playing each other every year, and let's say, for instance, they're, they're winning one year, Texas is winning one year, uh, Texas wins another year, then A&M wins a year, Texas wins two more years in a row, A&M wins two more years in a row, they can easily say, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, they're in the SEC, however, we beat them the last two years, it's the competition that much greater, Right. And then if A&M is winning, they can easily say, hey, we are the best conference. We're in the SEC. This is why. Uh, but 
if these two were to square off on the field over this past decade and we still had that rivalry game, Texas still plays OU every year. You got the two rivalries in Texas. Let's say, for instance, they got Sark now and let's say Sark gets the best of A&M. Would they need to go to the SEC? I don't know if they need to. I really don't. And I and and I look at that for the simple fact as let's look at Ohio State and Michigan. They're both in the Big Ten. Right. They are the two premier teams in that conference. Yes, they have other good teams. You know, they have um, they have Wisconsin. They do have Iowa. They do have Michigan State. Yes, they have good teams also. However, uh, they are not Ohio State and they are not Michigan. I'm not saying that they're they're at the level of talent that we see in, um, you know, the Big 12 with a Kansas or Kansas State. But however, I can argue that Iowa State is just as good, if not better than Iowa. I can argue um, that Oklahoma State, when they're on, they're just as good, if not better than Michigan State. So, you know, I I see those two conferences that they kind of parallel each other. Right. But they have their rivalry. They have their their guys. Nobody left that conference. That was a great rivalry of one of those teams and went to a competing conference. So if Texas and Texas A&M still played, would the need for Texas and OU to go to the SEC happen? And that's a good question. I, I don't know if the need will be that great if these teams were still equally yoked in the field because they can easily say that regardless of conference, the talent is in both places and and – we can hang with the SEC, and if A&M wins, they can say we're going to crush the Big 12, and we crush the Big 12. So um, very interesting take for me. I just wanted to know what you guys think about that. I was thinking about that when I was driving today. Also, let's just keep it real. Texas A&M has Johnny Football immediately after they leave the Big 12, okay? They get Johnny Football. Um, Johnny Football wins the Heisman. Uh I honestly think Texas A&M leaving to go to the SEC hurt them more than it helped them in the long run. Because if Texas A&M goes to – if Texas A&M stays in the Big 12 and have Johnny football and he wins the highest and he, and he flourishes and does this thing and they're riding high in the Big 12 because the Big 12 is, quote-unquote, so much easier, right? If they're so much easier, they would have been undefeated in the Big 12. They wouldn't have lost two games that year. They would have ran through everybody and been playing for a national championship. And who knows? When you get in those games, you have a shot to win the game. So I, I honestly think that they wasted two or three of their best years being in the wrong conference, being in, in the right conference at the wrong time. So if they have Johnny football, they are kicking butt. Uh, they have a Heisman Trophy winner. They're in the Big 12, and they beat Oklahoma and beat Texas and run through everybody else. And they go 12-0, go to the Big 12 championship game, win that 13-0, and then they play for a national championship. It cements them. Uh, and it cements their legacy uh, of finally getting a championship ring since 1939. Uh, however, we'll never know how that that story un, like unfolds because it didn't happen that way. We know they went to the SEC. They did very well in, in the SEC for the first couple years with Johnny Football. And mind you, Missouri did very well their first couple years in the SEC as well. And we all know Missouri is a middle-tier team when they were in the Big 12. So both of those teams did very well in the SEC. They brought the the aspects of the air raid, the spread offenses that the that the SEC was just not used to seeing. But I honestly feel, and I'm a Longhorn grad. You know, I went to school at Texas. I graduated from Texas. I'm a lifetime member. Pay my dues the whole nine. 
I honestly believe as a Longhorn graduate, Hook'em, that if Texas A&M would have stayed in the Big 12 instead of going to the SEC, they would have ran the Big 12 for a good three or four years. They would have won some Big 12 championships. They would have probably been playing for a national championship with Johnny Football. And their history is rewritten. Longhorns wouldn't be able to make fun of them for not going to a national championship game recently. Um, it, their history would have been rewritten. When you get in that championship game, you just never know what might happen. Let's say they play Alabama in that championship game, right? We saw what Johnny Football did that year against Alabama. They did his thing against them. So if he runs through the Big 12 and has one game, all you got to do is get set up for one game. You got four weeks to train for this game. You can beat anybody in the country if you put your mind to it. So in saying all that, my question to you, did Texas A&M inadvertently help speed up the process for Texas and OU to come into the and to come to the SEC? You know, I I just got to think about that, man, because them not not wanting to play us, us not having that that actual rivalry, um, uh, them wanting to be the only school in Texas to go to the SEC, uh, uh, them wanting to avoid us at all cost, um, and now it's starting to bite them in the butt because their one advantage of being in the SEC, that's their one advantage that they can go to recruits and tell them, look here, you want to play against the best folks in the country, come to the SEC. Why go to that school that wears burnt orange? Because they play in the sorry Big 12. And yes, they have a nice campus. Yes, they're in a nice city. Yes, we're in College Station. We can't compete with, with, with that. However, we play in the SEC. Now, I've been to College Station more than a few times, and it's not one, it's not a campus I want to go to. And uh, I shouldn't say that. It was a nice campus. However, when you finish school there, you got to go somewhere else. Houston, Dallas, Austin, you're just not going to reside in College Station after you finish school. And that's the difference between a school like Texas and Texas A&M. Texas, you finish college at Texas, you can stay in Austin. You can thrive in Austin. A lot of my friends that I went to school with are still in Austin. I mean, such a, it's, it's a great city. And I see more A&M plates than I do Longhorn plates in Austin because they know what's up. They come to the city also when they graduate. However, I say this in saying that their one advantage of saying that they are in the best conference, they are they are in the best conference in the country. They play the best talent. They send this conference sends more people to the NFL than any other conference. That advantage is gone. So now we're all on even playing field again. And now you're seeing why Texas A and M is very disturbed on why Texas and OU are coming into the SEC because now that we're on even playing field, Texas A and M knows what's about to happen when it comes to the recruiting battles. If you go back and look at some of the stats here from the previous years when they were in the Big 12 together, Texas has always been ranked astronomically higher than Texas A&M in, in the recruiting rankings. If I'm not mistaken, from the 247 composite, Texas had, I think, the the last 10 years of the of the time that they were in the Big 12 together with A&M, Texas had like a, a class ranking of – average of six or seven. I think A&M's are in the 20 range, 20 to 23, 24. Uh, so you're looking at a big a big gap when it comes to getting the talent here on campus. Now, since they have been in the SEC and Texas has been in the Big 12, the talent has been kind of split, meaning that the average star ranking per recruit for Texas and Texas A&M has been around the same since A&M has been in the SEC. So that perceived advantage 
basically just brought Texas A&M to the same level as Texas when it comes to getting talent. Now that these two teams are going to be in the same conference, and let's not even talk about OU, who's been recruiting lights out since A&M has left. They always recruit well. Um, they got the quarterback Risper over there in Lincoln Riley. Hell of a coach. Hell of a coach team. Really good team. But let's just talk about Texas and Texas A&M. Now that they're on even playing field, what do you think a kid is going to say when they're offered to play in the best conference in college football? Do I want to go play in Austin or do I want to go play in College Station? And when they see when they go on these visits and they go to Austin and they're able to see the campus and they're able to see that 6th Street is right down the corner. They're able to see that Google is down the street. Uh, Tesla is in the neighborhood. They're, they're able to see that Oracle is coming. They're able to see that Texas Instruments and all these others, the Silicon Valley of the South, that the kids that go to Austin, that go to UT, tend to stay in Austin in that area once they graduate. And in A&M, you don't see that. You got to go somewhere else to find your way, where there's Austin, where there's Tech, I mean, San Antonio, whether it's Houston, whether it's Dallas, or just out of state. But neither here nor there, the original question, guys, is Texas not wanting to have, well, Texas and Texas A&M not renewing their rivalry once they split and decided to go to different conferences. Did that inadvertently help speed up the move for Texas and also bring an OU? To the SEC. I just thought that was very interesting thought that I had in my mind. And I want to get you guys' opinions on that, whether or not it helped or harmed AM's uh, uh chances to um dodge having to have their two rivalries come from the previous conference to the conference that they're in right now. Man, this is gonna be a very interesting season this year. Um, you know, 21 is gonna be very interesting because we all know that it's coming, that Texas know you're going to the SEC. What year? Is it going to be 2022? It's going to be 2023, 2024. Who knows? Um, but A&M doing all, all their complainings, and if they're going to have a meeting with the SEC and possibly sue the SEC or sue Texas, I've been seeing reports online about that. It's probably going to speed up the process where Texas and OU are going to say, we're going to pony up that $76 million and each team pay it. And we're going to go to the SEC in 2022. And if that happens, recruiting is going to be freaking amazing because a lot of recruits that wanted to come to Texas had one knock on Texas and they wanted to play in the SEC. If these kids know that they're going to come in 2022 and be able to play in the SEC, oh my God, it's happening. So one more note, guys, and I'm going to let you guys go on this. Texas never really wanted to play in the SEC business. We all know that. Um, we know about the SEC. We know uh, about the recruiting in the SEC and how things go. But now with the NIL, all doors are open. You can legally do everything that all these teams want to do. So the, so the, the NIL has helped speed this up um, also. And so now you are seeing where Texas and OU are going to, I think they're going to thrive in the SEC. It might not be immediately, but it, but but it's going to happen. Uh, but on that note, guys, I got to get out of here, man. Um, first off, man, shout out to Last Stand Hats. Shout out to Josh Thompson. I'm wearing his his shirt, Humble Beast. 
You go get it at Last Stand Hats, man. Uh, great quality shirts, great quality hats. That's my dude, Mike Murphy, over there, man. He does his thing over there. Shout out to Last Stand Hats, man. Uh, shout out to Josh Thompson. Shout out to Overshine, DeMarvion Overshine. I got his shirt too, Agent Zero. Um, and then I'm going to buy all of the players who have shirts from there. I'm going to wear them here on this channel because I want to support the players. I support the players. I'm a Texas alum. I'm going to support a man. But on that note, guys, man, hook them. Do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. And in this corner, I'm out.